You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 129. Today, I'm sharing my 10 biggest lessons from the last 10 years of messing up. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 800,000 downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. I'm James Wedmore, and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a very special episode for me. I'm actually recording on my little mobile studio, yet I'm here at home. Just got back from my final Inner Circle Mastermind retreat of the year for 2017. And I'm still on East Coast time, so I actually got up really early. Got up at about 4 a.m., did a little morning routine, and got really inspired to do this episode because it is a very unique time for me. And I'm just like, it's perfect. Just hit record. Let's go. So I'm actually sitting here outside because Chelsea's still sleeping. I went, I decided, you know, I'm just going to go outside because I don't want to wake her up at all in case I get a little too excited. So you might hear some birds chirping, might hear a plane overhead, but it's still so early and so quiet out. I thought it would just be perfect. And why this is a special time is for so many reasons. Like I said, I just got back from our final retreat of the year for our inner circle members. And I got to say, it was tough. It's really tough. It's the end of the year. Now, of course, I'm going to be doing it next year. But there is a sense of sadness of, you know, completion and where we've come. But there's also just so much to be proud and humble by our members. And in the last 12 months and in the last 24 months, I've just experienced such extraordinary growth. And some of them will be listening. So you guys know who you are. But for them to you know, be experiencing their first seven-figure year this year. Others shared with me they had these ridiculous goals that they're like, oh, if this, you know, where I ask them questions, like if this were to be the, a wildly successful year, what would need to happen financially? What would need to happen in your business? What would need to happen in your life? And for them to come back and share with me what they at the time thought were just ridiculous goals, unreasonable goals, and to have hit those goals halfway through the year, before the end of summer, and now it's just like, I, know, I, got, I got a few months left, what's next, right? And for them to attract their dream teams, for them to find more peace and joy and fun and fulfillment in their business while they continue to grow, has just been awesome. And, you know, you, I just really, <laughs> I see a bit of myself in all of them, and there was so much inner struggle and outer struggle as well and challenges and turbulence for me to be able to help them in some way, eliminate that, dissolve that, shorten that, speed it up a bit, get them through that quicker has just been so amazing. And that is something I want to share with you. Whatever struggle, hurdle, problem you're going through, realize that this experience that you are gleaming as it polishes you will serve you so much to make you so much more powerful in the work that you can do with others. 
to be able to say, oh, yeah, I've been there, done that, just makes you so much more equipped to help others. That's the thing. In 10 years, I can go back to where whatever someone in that room is dealing with to say, okay, where am I? Up, ta- oh, that's where it was. I went through that. I remember going through that. I remember what that was like. And here's how I went through that. And, you know, so always first being able to say, hey, I get you. Empathy. I understand you. I've been there. Trust me. So that there's that rapport and that connection. And then give them the tools, the resources, the strategies, the mindset to help them overcome that has been amazing. So super proud of them. Now, I'm also sitting on the eve of our big live event, BBD Live. It's just a few days away. I have 200 and plus, 220 people, maybe a few more, flying in from all over the world, from Australia, from the UK, from Canada, and other places that they'll share with me, coming in to my hometown, where I was born, where I was raised, where I live now, Laguna Beach, 24,000 people, It's pretty much the only venue in town that can actually hold this amount of people for the next three days. I'm so excited for that. It'd be by far the biggest event that I've ever held. By far. I'm just so excited for that. And so, you know, we just came off of something amazing. We're just about to do something amazing. But also right there in the middle of that is that November of 2007 was the month that I had my original idea my real first idea for starting an online business, which was my online bartending school 10 years ago. And that's what started everything. That's where I flipped the switch from kind of being this confused, lost, in the clouds person trying to figure out what to do and then just saying, oh, I have an idea, let's go. It's just a very unique time for me, a really special time. And it really inspired me to just flip the record switch on and just start talking to you. And really what I want to do is distill, which is probably the hardest thing I could do, 10 lessons from the past 10 years. (laughs) And it really is the 10 last years of messing up. And we'll talk a bit more about that and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I'm here where I'm at. And some people say that that just seems so far off and so unobtainable and so unreachable. And I still have, you know, 10 more years of growth ahead of me. But it's just one step in front of the other and one mistake after another and continually going and and just kind of throwing your hands up and say, well, whatever, it's going to be messy. You're going to look bad. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do something stupid, but you just keep going and you're going to be okay. And then you realize it's true that you are. So the way I wanted to do this episode was to share with you Break it down to the core of what Mind Your Business has always been about is the blend, the intersection of what I like to distinguish as the right brain and the left brain. The left brain being the marketing, strategy, logical, linear, masculine, you know, the, that stuff. And the right brain being the intuitive, the feminine, the receiving, the mindset, the emotional side. My journey has been about integrating both of those into my life as much as I fully can. And I hope that's really what, you know, that's really what this podcast is, is an invitation for you to do the same, to look at where maybe you're dominant in one and blend the other, because I do believe we need both. And so I wanted to give five big lessons that I've discovered over the years in my inner world, our mindset, 
And then five lessons in the outer world, the action items, the things that we go out and do. Without further ado, let's get into those lessons right now. We'll start with the right brain. We'll start with the, with the mindset. And we'll start with, I think, the biggest lesson of all, which was really when I started working with a spiritual teacher years and years ago, this was the biggest thing in its core. And it's the thing that stays with me. And that's this concept that was, as within, so without. As within, so without. And I remember being told this over and over and over again. I just, I don't even know what that means. What the heck is that? Within what? <laughs> without what? <laughs> and at its core to me, it's really that what we see outside in our physical world, our physical reality is simply a mirror, a reflection. And it's a lag delay reflection. Maybe it's a delay of 30 seconds, three seconds, or 30 days, but it's a reflection of what is going on within. And that our number one job primarily is to first and foremost master what's going on within our inner reality in our inner world because that will reflect without. So we start within. And that brings in, you know, over a hundred episodes of me talking about that concept alone. But one thing that was a huge shift for me early on was mastering patience that the first few years I struggled for so long because it wasn't happening fast enough. There was so much anger and frustration and banging the hand against the keyboard because I thought I was doing all the right things in the world. I was taking all the right steps. But a big part of it was me just beating myself up so much because it wasn't happening fast enough. And the quicker that I got, and that was the big lesson. I just didn't get it. Everyone was telling me that. And I didn't want to hear it, but the quicker that I got that I just let go and be patient and be okay with where I am, ironically, the quicker it came in. And patience eventually dissolved into something even deeper because patience is still coming from a place of impatient, right? On the other side of patience is impatient. And what that really transmuted into or transformed into was just this beautiful acceptance of exactly where you are in this moment being perfect and what you need and not needing something else outside of that and I really do my best to try and live from that place as much as I can not all the time because I'm I'm human <laughs> but to be perfect to accept and choose this moment as perfect as it is and to start there because when we start there, the outside world just reflects that. Because as within, so without. You know, while also sharing this first lesson, I found a quote the other day that really moved me. And I was just like, I didn't know where else to put it. So I put it here. And it's, I believe it was Kurt Cobain, the lead singer from Nirvana, that said this. And the quote goes, I'd rather be hated for who I am than be loved for who I'm not. And, you know, again, this is just such a big first lesson. And I think it's bigger than just a lesson. It's, it's a hundred episodes, but it comes down to doing that inner work first, whether that is something about patience or presence or getting clear on who you really are at your core and coming from that place. Just so powerful. I'd rather be hated for who I am than be loved for who I'm not. 
All right, let's go on to the second lesson, which was really big for me. This is really what I would tribute to my biggest growth year. I've talked about this in the past. I 3X'd my revenue in one year after several years. I think we were at about, we have 400K for the year, the, the previous year before. And I tripled that revenue the very next year. I had my first seven-figure year. It was a really big deal for me. It was a big breakthrough year. And the lesson that preceded that growth, that external growth, was realizing how afraid that I was and how much fear I had about judgment, about being light, about criticism. And the big lesson around that was discovering that everyone else is just as afraid, if not more afraid than I was. And the even deeper lesson was discovering that I was afraid of a bunch of people that were afraid of me. When we realize how much we limit ourselves or how much we become controlled by that fear that's playing in the background that's been there our entire lives so we hardly notice it that fear of the judgment and the criticism and the needing to be approved and liked we realize how much that can truly constrain us and make us a prisoner and the quicker we can drop that the more freedom we have so when i discovered that i realized how small i was playing in my business, in putting myself out there, in my launches, in my copy, in my messaging, in my offers, in my pricing. Holy cow, this cascades into everything. And most people just don't see that. But here's a great example that I just posted. I just, you know, if you were to go to my personal Facebook page, you would see this. I just posted about a week ago talking about still to this day, years, three or four years later, how much I see how important it is to be liked for me how important it is to be liked. And I shared a little bit of that. I shared how when I recognize I'm doing something to be liked, what I do to elevate myself. And the big lesson takeaway there for me was that when I realized that in order to serve and help, whether or not you like me or don't like me, that has nothing to do with my ability to serve and help. That it is not contingent upon what I do, my mission, and my purpose. And when I remind myself of that, I can transcend that ego part of me that needs to be liked. But here's why I'm sharing this, that post. Because I wrote that to be, you know, because it took a little bit of, ironically, some courage to share that. It's a little hard to admit at times that that's still real for me. Not nearly as much as it was. It was very subconscious and hidden from me, though still present. And I ended the post by saying, Here's my request. Please only leave a comment below if you would like to admit and acknowledge the same. That's what I was looking for. I was looking for other people to take that courageous step and say, yeah, I've been there. Because here's the thing, guys, between, between you and I, everyone has a need to be liked. Everyone. Otherwise, they label you a sociopath, right? But just about every single person on the planet at some level has that script plane of a need to be liked. And so I put it out there to see if others would, and only three people did at the time of my recording, of course. Yet 20 plus, 30 plus comments. And it was such a perfect reminder of this lesson that people are still so afraid that they can't even admit that. 
that was my takeaway from that was how many people responded and they had to give their advice or their input or, you know, their, (laughs) their expert opinion, but couldn't follow the directions. I wasn't looking for advice or input. I wasn't looking for help. I was looking for people. Well, I had created a space for other people to share and most people couldn't because most people are too afraid to even admit that publicly on Facebook. And it was just another reminder of how most people are afraid and we're afraid of all these people that are filled with fear. That's a huge lesson for me over the last 10 years and it's a constant daily, daily reminder. Okay, let's let's move on to the, the third one, which is the power of forgiveness. We won't spend much time about this because I just did an episode, episode 128, about the power of the F word, forgiveness. I had Chris Bondermaven, a previous guest. I think he's been on like two or three episodes. This is, yeah, this is the third episode now. Go check that episode. It's, a, it's like a 15-minute mini episode, bonus episode, all about the power of forgiveness. And all I'm going to say here about this is that do not ignore it. Do not ignore this. Because we have no desire, for most of us, we have no desire to forgive. We're not looking around saying, how do I forgive? How do I, I want to forgive more people. The average person is not doing that, and that may not be you. And that's what's so funny about this. This is not what people want, it's what people need. This is a powerful exercise and tool for about having or creating or experiencing completion from the things that are weighing you down, things in your past people in your past. That's all it is. If you want to feel lighter again, this is the access to that. And when I found that, that was life-changing for me. Okay, number four, money. Money is a huge one. So lesson four is that money doesn't come from hard work or hustle. You'll hear me say this a million times. That's really what was the genesis of this podcast. It's one of our most popular topics. So I have a ton of episodes about money, but money does not come from hard work, hustle, or effort, which is the big primary message that's being touted and shared that you have to work hard and struggle and strife and hustle your face off, right? So we've got a ton of episodes about this, but this is that was such a game changer. And I'm a recovering workaholic to parents that obviously I love and respect and I've learned so much from them that still believe that, that to this day, that you have to work hard and struggle and sacrifice in order to be successful. And it's just total BS. I mean, it's true in the context that whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. You know, that's just a story we tell ourselves and we find evidence of it. But it doesn't have to be that way. So, yeah, that's a, that's a huge one. And that's, you know, I'm preaching to the choir. You guys all know that here. All right, my fifth mindset lesson to share with you is the importance of having fun. And sometimes I forget this, but not recently. It's been such a, so many reminders for me recently how important fun is. Now, that it might not be for you, but you know maybe that's just a high core value for me. But for me, at least, this is just my lesson. Why would I be doing something? Why would I be putting my time and my energy and my attention into something if it's not fun? And today, I constantly looking for the things that are fun and spending the majority of my time there. Now, again, there's always things that you got to do like life that are not fun. So you have a choice. You have three choices here. You're like, you know, James, like we got to brush our teeth every day. That isn't fun. It's like, okay, well, yeah, you could make it fun. 
<laughs> so that's one way, right? We got to do our taxes, right? So you either find a way to make it fun or you delete it from your life completely. And some things you can't, can't stop brushing your teeth. You can't stop, you know, doing your taxes or you delegate it, outsource it, let it go. And those are our three options. And so if you can't stop doing it, if you can't delegate or outsource it, then you got to find a way to make it fun. Okay. But we can infuse fun into everything that we're doing. And that's a big lesson for me. So those are our five inner game mindset lessons. Let's go on to five business marketing left brain lessons that I've had. The first one is do different, do different, be different, you know, Apple think different, right? And I did a big presentation for our inner circle members in New York city about this. And I'm probably going to turn this into a podcast episode because I cannot stress the importance of this enough just from the short, simple, concise summary that I'll share with you is basically what I see happening is everyone is just copying everyone and it's just duplicate copy of a copy of a copy of a copy and people are saying oh that person's successful because they did this thing so I'll do that thing and oh they're successful because they're in this niche and that's their angle and hook and I'll do that and blah 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 and you know that's I don't want to say that's great but you know I am coming from a place of abundance and there's always room for more people, but nothing will ever be successful if you're just trying to copy somebody else. Whether it's karma or whether it's just you not being aligned with your purpose, we got to get that you will be so much more successful in terms of what feels good what is aligned with your values and what really makes a difference when you find that thing that is innately and uniquely you. And I want to start encouraging and sharing and inviting you to break the mold and to do different. There are just a few key principles that really determine business and marketing success. Everything else can be rewritten and people don't see that. They're only seeing the iceberg above the surface, not what's below. So for me, one of the things that's really helped us is just to do things differently, to be different. And that's an entire episode that needs to be dedicated to that lesson right there. Okay, next lesson, obviously, no matter what business you are in, you are in the business of marketing. I hear people say this a lot. They want to try and outsource their marketing. They say, I'm not a good marketer. I don't want to learn marketing. I don't like marketing. Tough cookies. You're going to be in a lot of trouble, in a world of hurt, if you don't get this down. As a business owner or an entrepreneur, you got to be good at two things, essentially. The thing that you teach or do and marketing. Because marketing is everything. And now today, online more than ever, it's important. And that is the shame is that there's a lot of people out there that are just really good marketers, you know, so they have a really nice front end. They got that great Facebook ad or that great webinar or that great copy. And then you invest the money, you get in there and it's garbage. They can't back it up. And the people that listen to this product tend to be the reverse of that. They have great things that they want to bring into the world, right? Things that can really help people. And then you, as the person, the creator of that have a true desire to want to help people. And what we need to do 
is master both of those areas because that's where we win. You need to have the great front-end marketing that brings in those people and then you actually fulfill on what you say you're going to do and you're making a difference and you're changing lives and you're helping people with your products, your services, and your offering and your message. Now, one of the things that makes great marketing or makes marketing great or makes us great marketers is our ability to create great offers. I wanted to do this as a separate lesson, but I just kind of threw it in there, is that when I look at everything that we do, 90% of the success of it is a great offer. Is this something that people actually want and they're willing to pay for and they're saying, oh my goodness, yes. And we tend to leave that to the last thing we're looking at. Oh, what should I say in my Facebook ad? Or what's the best strategy for launching this? And it's like, wait a second, let's take a look at your offer. Okay, that's a part of it. And how that offer is communicated is marketing. Okay, next lesson. Structure is the path to freedom. The more structure you have in your business, the more freedom you'll experience in your life. Obviously, we've done several episodes about this. That's a lot about what business by design is, is to create more structure for people who are naturally more creative to create that structure in your business. And, you know, we've done several episodes about that. But that's what we need to look at when you're feeling like the business is running you and not the other way around is that we're resisting that structure. We think that that structure is the thing that's going to chain us to the business, and that's not true. The structure is what's going to allow us to be proactive. The structure is what's going to get other people on board to see the vision, to see the path, to see the plan, so they can begin to do the work, and you can experience that freedom, that freedom to create more a bigger vision, that freedom to create, that freedom to, to get your message out there, that freedom to play. And it's so darn important. Okay, we've got just two lessons left. So this would be lesson number nine here. This is when I read Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Habit number two, begin with the end in mind. And this lesson here is life-changing in so many ways. It can be applied to everything. But how I want to apply it here, the context here, is that when we are creating and designing our business... We want to create it from the end first. We want to create it from what outcome we're looking for. And most people don't do this. They're like, I'll do whatever it takes. And that can be very dangerous. So they're like, I just want to make some money. So I'll do whatever it takes. Like, oh, I got to get on 10 calls with with my clients and I'll build their business for them and, you know, all this crazy stuff. And then they end up not making enough money. They end up working way longer than they thought they were going to do. They end up resenting their clients. They end up saying, how did I get myself into this mess? And that's because we have to begin with the end in mind first. We have to get clear on what we would call your non-negotiables. We have to get clear on how you want your day to look, your week to look, your life to look, how do you want to feel, how much time do you want to dedicate to this versus time to other things. And we got to get clear on that picture first. And then we create a plan from that. We work backwards. We ask new questions. What would an offer look like? Or how could I generate the revenue to facilitate this lifestyle and this business? When you get clear on the end vision and picture, and it could just be like, this is the end could be 90 days. The end could be next week. The end could be the end of the year, but you got to have something that you're working towards. But when we get clear on that vision, we work backwards by asking great questions. What's it going to take to do that? How can this look like? What are some ideas to make that possible? 
Okay, so the final lesson I have for you here on this episode is all about knowing your growth levers. I wanted to say like know your numbers, but this is kind of bigger than that. What I really help our students do inside Business by Design is give them a grip on this thing called money so that they actually are in the cockpit, if you will. They, they're they at the dashboard, the control center for generating the revenue that they want in their life and in their business. And a lot of people just throw that number on the vision board or the whiteboard and like $100,000 and they cross their fingers and they think if they just like effort more or like, you know, pray more or work more that they're just going to get closer to that. And that's not in the slightest what ends up happening. And we need to get really clear on what are the few growth indicators, the few things that we look at that are going to impact that revenue number. Now, obviously, that's a big episode all in of itself. I think every single one of these lessons can be turned into an episode or 10, right? But what we want to start to look at is once you're clear on the end, right? Begin with the end in mind. What's the end goal? What's the end vision? What is the desired outcome? We want to start to look at what are the two or three growth levers or indicators, performance metrics that we can focus on that are going to get us there. You know, some really interesting fun facts is that whenever we go into a launch or a promotion or any type of revenue generating project, I can usually predict where we're going to end up within the first day or two because it just becomes such a clear numbers game to me. And a lot of times when my students do their first launch, they get all bummed out. They're like, I only made two sales. And when we look at the full numbers, it's like, well, you only had a handful of people go through the promotion. What if you doubled that number? You'd have double the sales. What if you went from 20 people going through the promotion to 100 people? You'd have five times the sales. And so we need to start looking at those other numbers. Like how many people are we sending that email to? How many people are clicking that link? How many people are registering for that webinar? How many people are attending? How many people are in the follow-up sequence? How many people are seeing the Facebook ads? These other numbers become so darn relevant and important. And these are things that I taught my launch team very early on because what it did at the end of the day was it gave us control over our growth. If we wanted to make more money, we just cranked up one of those levers. Oh, we need more people into the funnel. Okay, let's do more emails, more Facebook ads, more promotion, etc. And when you understand this and we operate from this way, you get your power back. You know where to spend your time. You're not spending your time all day trying to make the perfect graphic or logo. You're spending your time getting your ads in front of more people or getting more opens in your emails, getting more people to click on that link, right? So knowing those growth levers, mastering those growth levers for you is so important. All right, there you have it. 10 lessons that I've learned. I've learned a ton, (laughs) a lot. And this was really challenging for me to wrap it up into just 10 in the last 10 years. But I feel like they were 10 that could be of value for you. Let me recap them really quick. The first is that idea of as within, so without. That our external reality and the world outside of us is simply a mirrored reflection 
a delayed lag reflection of what is already going on internally within us in our thoughts, in our feelings, our emotions. How do we feel? Even in this moment, how do you feel? Are you like stressed out and overwhelmed? Or do you feel good? The second one was about understanding that when we're afraid or have this fear of being liked and approved, that we are looking to be liked or approved by those that all want to be liked and approved. We are afraid of the very people that are afraid of us. Lesson number three is all about forgiveness, the importance, the necessity of forgiveness to create completion in the people, places, and things of your past so you can step forward into this present moment, light, free, and open to possibilities. Lesson number four is about where money comes from. Money is energy. It's just vibration. It flows to you, through your clients, through your services, through your courses, through your membership, from God or the universe. It does not come from your hard work or hustle. It is not a prerequisite. And number five is all about the importance of having fun. Or at least that core desired feeling or emotion that you love to experience. I'm all about fun. And I want to experience that as much as I can all day long. Lesson number six is about being different, about doing different in your marketing, in your strategy, in the work that you do. An invitation to be truly unique. And number seven is no matter what business you're in, it's a reminder that you are first and foremost in the business of marketing. This is not something you can outsource or ignore or delegate. You must master marketing. Lesson number eight The more structure you have in your business, the more freedom you create in your life. And number nine, Stephen Covey's second habit, begin with the end in mind. Take some time, not just to plan, but to declare what it is you're creating. What is the desired outcome? And paint the full picture, not just the money in the bank, because that leaves it up to, so I'll do whatever it takes if I have to work 20 hours a day, bend over backwards. Put you first. And get clear on what you want. What's going to keep you happy or having fun? You're allowed to say no to things. No is so much more powerful than yes. And finally, know, understand, and master those few growth levers in your business. Those things that you do have control over that will help you generate more revenue and impact more customers. I hope you found some value in my 10 lessons. I look forward to 10 years from now sharing 10 more. In the meantime, I really appreciate you listening and tuning in and hanging out with me for the past 40 minutes or so as I'm enjoying the sunrise here in beautiful Laguna Beach. And please, if one of these lessons really stood out for you, just one, like really spoke to you as this is what I needed to learn. This is what I needed to hear today. Please reach out to me and let me know whether it's an email Facebook or the form submission or a comment on our website, mindyourbusinesspodcast.com. Please let me know because I'm really eager to hear from you. Sometimes it gets challenging with the podcast because it's not like a Facebook live or a webinar or an in-person event where you have that immediate feedback from people. And I know I listen to a ton of podcasts and I'm never talking to the podcast host and I really want to hear from you guys and continue to create that two-way conversation. So please let me know which of these lessons really 
stood out for you. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.